Welcome to Season 3, Episode 151 of Brody Sports Talk. My name is Derek Rusnick, and today we're heading to the ATL to talk about the Atlanta Falcons Season Recap. Joining me, as always, is my favorite co-host, Caleb Walgren. Caleb, how you doing? Uh, I'm over here. I'm going late 90s, uh, thinking of the Super Bowl halftime show. I'm going to bring the dirty bird in, even though no one can see it. And uh, anytime you can can bring the dirty bird to the podcast, you know that that is exactly what you should be doing. Yes. So uh, as if you listen to our Minnesota Vikings recap, we went over a couple of different topics there. Uh, today, we're going to talk about establishing the run, uh, filling up the sacks and the roster depth. So I'll just go ahead and start us off uh, with establishing the run with the Atlanta Falcons. So brand new head coach this year, Arthur Smith, uh, came over from the Tennessee Titans and had a really great run game with the Titans. There's a reason for that. And there's only two words to go with that running game, Derek Henry. Uh, he is a wrecking ball uh, within Tennessee. Coming over to Atlanta, we were expecting something similar or something to something to happen. And so it did not quite happen with with the Falcons this year, they did have a breakout star in Cordero Patterson, who, even though he didn't have the the great rushing attack, that he was a great offensive threat. So um, Cordero Patterson had 153 rushes, 618 yards, six touchdowns, with a four-yard average, um, but he wasn't used that much, only about 38.6 yards per game. Uh, Mike Davis, the, the backup, had uh, a good amount of rushes, 138 uh, for 503 yards, only three touchdowns, and about 29.6 yards per game. So they didn't establish the, the running game, and it really didn't seem like there was a running identity. And I think that starts with... The, the back that you have, but also the offensive line that's in front of them. I don't think the Falcons could could block, and I don't think with the pieces that were there, um, there was much of a of a play action threat when it came to passes. And so, um, I I, I want to see what the Falcons do in the draft, what they do um, next year coming up into next year, second year as a head coach. Uh, with Arthur Smith and see if he can institute what he wants to do and really be, build the team in the offensive image that he wants. What do you think about that, Caleb? I think that in general, Arthur Smith may have bitten off more than he could chew that first year with Atlanta, just trying to take a team that has been so West Coast and trying to make them more of a power team running with Patterson and Davis. I mean, Patterson was really one of the bright spots for the Falcons this year. The other one, of course, probably being Kyle Pitts. I agree. We're talking about that a ton because we're talking about the run game. But things things did not go smoothly, is the word I'll use, in Atlanta this past year. And at least some of that has to fall on Arthur Smith and 
his lack of really getting his offense established. No, I agree uh, with you. Let's go ahead and switch sides of the ball here a little bit because I, when I was looking at the stats and going over the various categories here, one of the ones I was thinking of was going to the grocery store and just filling up a bunch of sacks. And that is something that uh, the Falcons did not do this past year. So uh, quick trivia here, Derek, how many sacks did the leader for the team have last year for the Falcons? I'm going to say double digits, probably. I mean, there's got to be someone in that uh, on that team that had eight, nine, or ten. So I would say almost, if not double digits, close to double digits. So they were not filling up the sacks. The best one not. was Dante Fowler with four and a half. Well, okay, so was there a bunch of like individual sack guys, like you know, not just Dante Fowler, but like. They were just one-off guys. Hey, this guy's got two sacks this year. This guy's got a sack. Was there a bunch? Was there, like, anything like that? As a team, they only had 18 sacks. That seems like just, like, about one sack per game. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I'm really good at math, guys. I'm really good at math. So it, it kind of astounded me because I was like, how on earth did this team end up winning – seven games when they got less sacks than like Joe Burrow got sacked in the playoffs. Like, I mean, seriously now, and that's probably just talking about the, the Titans and the Rams games. I mean, there was 16 on him in those two games themselves and the Falcons had 18 for the year. Uh, it's an embarrassment. Dante Fowler, of course, was the one who was leading that and he's already been released by the team. He's a free agent. So uh, thanks. Thanks for coming, Dante. Uh, see you later. But it's going to be interesting. Like Grady Jarrett's there. I have had a lot of respect for Grady Jarrett over the years, but he only had one sack. He had 12 quarterback hits. So it was one of those things where like he got close, but they just weren't able to really consistently pressure the quarterback and really impact the game that way. And that's why we saw a lot of the games I think we saw where it was, hey, the Falcons got up. Well, they can't put the game away because quarterbacks have 92 hours to throw the football against them because no one's getting to them. And I, 18 sacks for a season has to be one of the most pathetic numbers. I mean, TJ Watt had more sacks than the Falcons this year. Like, let's, let's just play. be honest. Yeah. So... I don't know. I, I knew that that would probably surprise you, but that's kind of where I had to go for that as a, a starter. Well, I had to go from either one player was just dominant or everybody was dominant, it was just a little bit good. So generally I, I see like one guy have 10 to 15 uh, and another one, and then everyone else has zero or ones. Oh, or there's just, um, you know, every defensive lineman has one. Linebackers have a couple edge rushers you know have four or five yeah so 18 in a season um does not seem like it's a winning football no so let's talk about the depth of this team so 
other than an established quarterback, which may be soon be moving on or uh, something like that, and a really good rising tight end. We can go ahead and bring Kyle Pitts into this this discussion because he's um, maybe the best receiver on the team. Um, actually, I think he probably had the most yards. Yeah, looking at it, uh, had the most yards. And maybe a, a wide back uh, in Cordero Patterson. Where do you see the roster depth with the, the Falcons? Um, it sounds like they need to do, to do some, some things on the defensive line piece. You know, me being a lineman, uh, I, I got to talk about or, or a, a lineman stand. We'll just uh, use that term. I, uh, you either have to block really well on one side or the other, and it does not seem that they did either because the running game wasn't great. The defensive line wasn't great. Um, so where is where do you see the the depth with this team, and where do they need to get deeper? I, I really think that it is one of those situations where you look at them and go, hey, with the draft, with free agency, it's got to be a best player available thing. Yeah. Because uh, part of why roster depth was something to bring up is because they don't have it. And it's scary. Like, even if you look behind Matt Ryan, the, the quarterbacks that got time this year were Josh Rosen and Felipe Franks, and they both looked horrible. Josh Rosen had as many completions as he had interceptions. Two. That, that sounds about right for Josh Rosen. Uh, I, I wish yeah. uh, we could go look at the then what the nine other people that were drafted before Josh Rosen and see if we actually are upset regret because any of them. <laughs> we regret any of those nine picks before Josh Rosen. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, that was a famous quote that Josh Rosen had when he was drafted by the Cardinals. Um, where he said the you're going to regret the nine people who are uh, in front of me are going to be you're going to regret not taking me sooner and uh, he has bounced around to a couple of different teams and uh, does not look like he's there's going to be any regret on any GM's mind that they did not take him sooner or uh, try to get uh, ahead so they could draft him he does not look he looks like a bust. Okay, well, we already kind of said that the Falcons don't have a lot of roster depth. I'm just going to go ahead and name off the players from the 2018 NFL draft, and you can tell me if you think they would rather have had Josh Rosen. Okay, yeah, please do. Uh, Baker Mayfield for the Browns. Um, they probably want Baker Mayfield. Saquon Barkley for the Giants. Uh, probably want Saquon Barkley, yeah. Sam Darnold, long-term quarterback of the New York Jets. Uh, yeah, I think he's even better um, than Rosen this year when he was on the Panthers. So, yeah, I would say Darnold over Rosen. Uh, Denzel Ward, cornerback for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think, I think he's doing decently well. Bradley Chubb, Denver Broncos. Uh, I know I want Rosen over Chubb. <laughs> no, no, the Broncos have have Bradley Chubb, and I it was a good, a good pick. Uh, the next up is a guard you may have heard of named Quentin Nelson. Oh, no. That's the best player <laughs> in the draft. Uh, Josh Allen? No, no. I would I, I would trade one Josh for another Josh. Uh, all Joshes are interchangeable, right? Roquan Smith. 
Um, yeah, I mean, to completion pick six this year. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure Josh Rosen had pick sixes too. (laughs) I haven't looked at them, but two Uh, interceptions in a year. Last but not least, Mike McGlinchey, the offensive tackle uh, to the 49ers. I bet he's probably played more downs than, uh, than, than, than Rosen has. So here's the thing, Josh Rosen, I felt sorry for him the first uh, first year, and we're picking on him. I'm sorry, Josh. I know you listen to this podcast regularly because you don't have anything else to do. But uh, he he had. I felt sorry for him when he was with the Cardinals because he got there, didn't do a lot, and then the year after that, his coach got fired. They brought in a completely different coach. They had the first overall pick. Uh, future baseball Hall of Famer Kyler Murray um, was the, the first overall pick. You know, you had a bad situation. You did not have a chance to flourish within the uh, the offense or anything like that. You didn't look good on the field. But uh, you've you've had a couple of different spots now that you've went to, and you haven't made an impact. So, sorry, Josh Rosen. Um, go ahead and uh, get off your couch and go throw the football around. Uh, so honorable mentions taken right after Josh Rosen okay. are Minka, Fitz, Minka Fitzpatrick. Okay, pretty and, good. Uh, Vitavea. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I would say <laughs> both of those are are better. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get off this Josh Rosen hate. Let's go ahead and close down our Atlanta Falcons episode. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening to us. If you want to tell me how wrong I am about Josh Rosen. Um, both of you can uh, can send us a, a Twitter message at Brody Talk. Uh, our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Brody Talk, where all of our links are, where you can listen, where you can listen to us and where you can interact with us. There's also a merch link on there. So get a coffee mug so that you can drink Josh Rosen tears like I do every morning. And uh, with that being said, um, My name is Derek Rusnick. My co-host is Caleb. Do me a favor and have a wonderful day. Bye.